This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You know, there's an old saying that comes with being a Mansfield Town fan. When in doubt, remember that there's always Jordan Bowery. Jordan Bowery's goal, which seemed to be heading for the corner flag when it left his boot, surprised us all, none more so than him. But it was a stark reminder that he is the comfort blanket that we need when it comes to maintaining our unbeaten record and having faith in Nigel Clough's men going forward. The 2-1 win over Warsaw continued our unbeaten start to the season, extending the club record for the longest unbeaten start, meaning we're now unbeaten in 19 League and Cup games being the only team in the EFL, but can it continue as we face a triple cup header in the next few weeks and days? And how long can Mansfield maintain this form for, with other clubs also hitting their stride? Can they continue to stay within the top three hunts? Can they keep the unbeaten run going? And will the Stags survive without Lucas Aikens, who could be out for a couple of games or so after a concussion injury on Saturday. All comments, questions and opinions we will try and answer over the next hour or so here on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. As always, feel free to get involved in the live show, in the live feed, in the comments. Come and have your say on your team. A very good evening, one and all. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Hope that you're having a fantastic weekend and that you're still all smiling after another successful Stags game yesterday afternoon. It's been a long time since we've been with you on a Sunday. I was going to call it a Sunday sermon, but we've sort of parked them in the past a little bit. It's just a regular podcast. But if you want me to go down that theme, let's find out who our parishioners are tonight. From the parish of Edwinstowe, let's say hello, good evening to Clive Parkin. Good evening. Hi, Craig. Hello, everybody. From the parish of Sutton Ashfield and the PA announcers box, it's Mr. Alan Wilson, a.k.a. Santa Claus, is coming to town. <laughs> good evening, Craig. Good evening, Clive. Good evening, everybody. And joining us virtually via the medium of telephone. He was going to join us on screen, but he's only got an Amazon tablet and it didn't quite work. Hello, Jim. Uh, how are you doing, everybody? I hope everybody's okay. Good to have you with us again. One day we will get you on screen. We, it will happen, right? Yeah, I'm inching there. I'm getting there. I thought I got there, but not quite. Maybe maybe <laughs> have a word with our good friend Santa Claus, and uh, you never know what might come in the in the Christmas post. It might be like a new tablet or a, a laptop computer, or we might actually meet up in person one of these days. Who knows? But all that matters, Jim, is the fact that you're there. That's 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 what that's the main thing, right? I'm here. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Well, we'll start with you. Uh, as always, we continue... Uh, to encourage everybody to, to get involved and have their say on their team. Um, as I mentioned there in the uh, the intro, Jim, 19 games unbeaten in League and Cup uh, for this season. The only team in the EFL uh, to do so across all competitions. Uh, and that unbeaten run also, if you include the final game of last season, stretches 
uh, to 20. Also, the longest uh, unbeaten starts to a season in terms of league games with 15 um, games. Um, and yeah, 16 games unbeaten in, in league games, if you include that Colchester game last season. Uh, the club record is 20, uh, set in 1976, Jim. And it feels like this Nigel Clough Mansfield side could well be writing themselves in the history books. It does feel like that, yeah. I mean, what's perhaps, you know, being a greedy fan, you sort of almost think it could have been even better with some of the draws that they can be turned into wins. But um, the good thing is, I don't think we've hit top gear yet. And uh, we still haven't lost. We're getting points without playing particularly well. Uh, So it bears well, I think. I think we're going to go on a bit of a run. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly does, Alan. And and yesterday, uh, obviously, you know, a a nice little 2-1 win over Warsaw. It did for a while feel like it might happen and we, we may just have to settle for a draw or maybe even uh, hang on a little bit. But like I said in the intro, when all is uh, is doubtful, you must remember the golden rule that Jordan Bowery is playing. I know. And we, uh, well, from where my box is, where I stood, I could see I was right behind him. And for all intents and purposes, it looked as if it were going wide. But when it nestled into the uh, net, you know, fantastic feeling and good on him. He deserved it 100%. I have to say, Clive, uh, I'm not quite sure why there was a cheer when the ball went into the back of the net because (laughs) it felt like everybody, including myself, turned away thinking he's put that in the corner flag. The way he sort of lined up to, to hit that ball, it just felt like... Oh my God, he's missed an absolute sitter. But Jordan Barry doesn't do that. Jordan Barry does Jordan Barry things. Yeah, I had a look at his face after it had gone in, and he, he's got a good poker face. If he if it was a if it was a, an accident, uh, it didn't let on. I think uh, it was a strange goal by anybody's measure. It looked because I was pretty much behind it as well. It looked like it was not going to go in, and then it seemed to take a bit of a, a right hand turn just before the goalpost, and the post kicked <laughs> it over the line for him. But I mean, not everybody stood like statues. Everybody to a man, because <laughs> nobody took it seriously. <laughs> no, I don't think they did. Uh, Jim, were you like me? I think I I turned to, to my left to to look away from the goal. You obviously sit one row and about six behind me, and, and six seats to my right as you look to the uh, to the pitch. Did you turn away as well, or did you, did you have full faith in in in, in Mr. Bowery's uh, ability to put the ball in the back of the net? Um, I thought it was going to hit the post and then just come back out. I must admit, it just seemed like going slow motion. And it just sort of like, what's happening here? <laughs> and it just it just seemed to sort of curve at the last minute and go in. And um, it's it's strange. Um, thank God one went in because I think we stumbled over the line when we should have really been four goals clear by that point. But yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's an interesting thing. Um, Adam, who's uh, Jordan Bowery's biggest fan, as we know, Clive, in the comments, has said, I've always had faith in Bowery. Should we get him to write an apology letter now and maybe wear a Jordan Bowery T-shirt? Maybe we'll get him a Jordan Bowery dressing-up kit for Christmas. What do you think, Clive? I think we should leave it a bit longer. He's only, Bowery's only got a fart in the wrong direction and Adam will be on his back again. <laughs> I think we need to erect the statue in the car park now, Alan. I don't know about you because, I, I don't know, he's one of those players, isn't he? You know, always Mr. Reliable, Mr. Dependable and God bless him. He's, he's had a, in terms of if you look at him as a as, as a striker, he's had a rough time at Mansfield really because he's never really hit the ground running in terms of like being up there as a as a regular. But moved here, there, and everywhere. He takes it in his stride. He has defender written underneath his name when he's on the iFollow interview, and he even referred to himself as a defender, didn't he? God bless him. Yeah, I'm going to say because if you listen to his interview after, he said that he didn't know that it had gone in till he turned around and listened to the fans. And also in his interview, he said, you know, Nigel puts me there at the back. He says, you know, it's not my position. I'm a striker, but basically I'll go wherever I'm needed, you know. And it is, he said he's, he's actually enjoying the role. And I'm not surprised because he's playing so well. He is playing so well, Jim. And I think it's testament to him. You know, he's keeping the likes of Callum, uh, Callum Johnson and uh, and uh, George Williams out of the side uh, as well, isn't he? He's, he's having a really good time there at right back. And it is, you would feel very, very hard done by, wouldn't you, if uh, he, he was removed from, from the side? He's like Mansfield's version of a puppy. Yeah, you can't drop him. While he's playing like he is, he's, he's, he's good for the shirt. And I think with being a forward, he brings a lot to the game, you know, it's a lot to the position on the ball as well. And to be honest with you, going back to sort of full-back or even centre-back, he's probably extended his career by a few years as well. Yeah, it um, is. Mm. I, 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 while he's playing like that, you, you, can't, you can't drop him, simple as that. Yeah, 
I think like Adam says in the comments, uh, Alan, he's becoming a far better defender, keeping Johnson out of the team uh, far better than he did as a striker. I think he is, he is, I know there's a little bit of jest in there from Adam, but he's certainly settling into that role. He, he's settled into it superbly well. And do you know what? Fully deserving of man of the match. Sometimes, you know, a man of the match at home games gets given to the person who scores the winning goal. Uh, but Bowery did deserve it. I thought he was excellent on uh, Saturday. I thought he had a pretty decent game at Harrogate on Tuesday as well. I think he's been knocking on the door, hasn't he? You know, of a man of match, man of the match award, and uh, he fully deserved it, in my opinion, yesterday. And I think he realises that, you know, when you've got your research, your Will Swan, Lucas Aikins, James Gale, to a point, you know, he's probably not going to get number one striker position. And while he's playing so well that he's actually getting in the team, you know, he's he's deserving of his place and. Uh, Long may it continue because he's enjoying himself. Yeah, absolutely. Keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. Craig says, JB9, what a marvellous guy. Always brilliant with the fans. Um, Nathan says, I thought Barry's goal was going wide. Yeah, we all did indeed. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. I am going to sort of throw a little bit of uh, shade onto to proceedings, Clive, which is not like pessimist priest whatsoever. Um, but I have written down on my little notes. Yes, I started making notes for shows now. So we know what we're talking about. Don't know why. Um, but I have written down that uh, yesterday was the only game so far that at 1-1, I felt that we may actually go on to lose it. I don't know. For, for once they, in the second half, I thought they played a lot better. Sturk controlled the midfield like he did when he was uh, with us. No surprise to see him pop up and score. And I don't know. I just felt for a while like they could go on and uh, go on and win it and that we may that the run that we've had may come to an end that's the only team i've felt fearful against the trouble is craig you and i have watched the stags for so long we are conditioned to being in that sort of fatalistic view of the things as uh, when a team that barely deserves it draws level um and we we seem to be squeezed out of the game what happened yesterday and i full credit to warsaw they played a really good plan against us. They'd obviously done the homework. They squeezed our midfield really tight so that it wasn't able to be as flamboyant as it had been against Harrogate and the previous week against Notts County. And we had to change our game somewhat. But you say they were good in the second half. They had more of the game, but that's because we gave them more of the game. But they never really threatened. I mean, our defence looked sound. So, yes, it's one of those games that a fluke could enter into it and you'd lose it when, nothing, when in all fairness, you didn't deserve to lose it. Um, but it turned out to be one of those really important games where it's a scruffy thing and we've won the game. We've taken three points and I'll take that any day. I don't quite know what it was, Jim, but I remember we sort of bumped into each other, didn't we, on the way into the ground yesterday up to our seats. Mm. And you said to me, how are you feeling? I went, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite feeling it. And I had that feeling probably right up until the 90th minute, to be fair. Yeah, the, the, the tough opponents, they, they were last season. But I tell, like I said, I give him credit. They didn't come and park any buses. Did they? They came to have a go, and it was, like, it was an open game. And I, I was, I, it was a bit depressing. You think, you know, Sturt, I thought was the best player on the pitch. And you think all the money we thrown at Boateng, we probably could have had Sturt. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. In fact, I, I, I said uh, to to the person sitting next to me, Jim, as well. I, I said, you know, you look at Sturt, and if you offered me Ryan Sturt versus Hartigan and Boateng. I would absolutely snap oh. your hand off. He, he ran the show for um, for Warsaw. Really unlucky with his injury when he was with us. And then obviously last season, yeah. coming back from, from that injury, he's an absolute classic addition. And you know what? You've got to take your hat off to Nigel Clough as well because when he came off, he stood, applauded him and encouraged all the Stags fans to applaud him, to applaud him as well. There was a small minority that, that booed, probably because he celebrated the goal that he scored like he'd won the World Cup. But uh, still, a great little player and... and, and uh, clearly too, too good for this level. I think Warsaw would have performed better had they got 11 players on the field. <laughs> Danny Johnson, I think, run about, do we? <laughs> yes. Prop up. I, I'd really, you know, a, a neutral would not have noticed he'd played, to be quite honest. And, uh, and that's exactly what we wanted because uh, it would have been, uh, to them, poetic justice if he'd have scored against us. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not one of these people that hate players when they've left and, and come back to haunt as it happens in football. But it would have been uh, it would have been bitter if it had done what potentially it could have done, which was to score the winning goal against us. Go on, Jim. You were just going to say then? 
Well, I don't know if he had a slight knock or not, but Jamil Matt, uh, I don't know if you can remember him from, from a couple of years ago, Forest Green, was on their bench. I'd have been far more worried about him. Yeah. Yeah, we said you know? the same. We said um, the same. Okay, not to be fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, keep your comments coming. Um, have your say on your team. Jim is on the phone. We've got Alan and Clive with us as well. Anything you want to ask us, Mansfield Time Related, we'll try and cover over the next 45 minutes or so. Um, Mark says low ticket sales for both cup games. We'll come on to that later. He also says Stoke fell out with some senior figures. will never come back. If that's true, that's a shame. But, you know, a lot of uh, water has passed under under that side. Uh, Dave says, evening, gents. Listen, I'm uh, on my break in Tesco Skegness. Well, I like to say, Dave, every little helps. Gary says, Craig spot on. Warsaw looked up for it after scoring. Created anxiety on Arrow. Couldn't wait for the final whistle. Uh, Richard says, what did we expect from Johnson? He has always lacked the work rate. I'm not even going to get into the D- Danny Johnson argument because it's just a pointless one, isn't it? Um, we, it it's been, it's gone way better. Job done. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, let's talk Lucas Aikens, Clive, because he still some, sometimes gets uh, a lot of stick. It's because of the nature of his injury, obviously waiting for some scan results and the fact he went off with concussion. He'll probably be missing for the next week or so, probably the next two games at least. I know we've got a lot of games in quick succession, but we really did miss him as the, the game went on. First half, I, I didn't think so as much. I felt James Gale came on and um, did what he does, hits the ground running, presses a lot and you know probably could have had a goal. But the second half, we just lacked something a little bit more physical, sort of dropping back into that midfield with the link-up play. And uh, it just shows what an asset he, he is, doesn't it, Clive? Absolutely. And for those that don't see it, like we've tended to do over the season, that's exactly what he brings to the game. You notice it when it's gone. And we were a lesser team when he left the field. Um, It's disappointing he's had an injury which was declared as a head injury because he will have to take his mandatory Mm. eight count now. And sorry, Craig, that's a boxing parlor, a boxing reference, boxing reference. Uh, but it means he, he will probably miss three games, actually. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I hope it's not a serious injury. That's the main thing. He got a clout on his head near his eye socket. And obviously, that's always a bit disconcerting. But mm. that wanted to play on, but he was tottering about like a drunken soldier. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that, Alan. You must have sort of looked at it as well. Because, you know, I'm yeah. going through the motions, looking at who's going to come on and what have you. I remember him walking off the pitch, Cluffy sort of going up, sorry, Nigel, sorry, sorry, Nigel, Nigel Clough going up to him and sort of, uh, you know, putting his heart, like his, um, his his hand on his shoulder, trying to sort of speak to him and aching sort of like looking around and like, yeah. was there like, wondering who the bloody hell was talking to him. He looked out for the count before he even went back on. He did. You can see it wasn't 100%, but fair play to the bloke to try to get back on to try and, you know, at least try and run it off. But, you know, there are no way you were going to do it. But I think the, well, from my, from my point of view, being at the, uh, in the announcing the subs, wouldn't that have made the biggest cheer? Because I just kept looking. Every time they made a sub, I was looking for the 39 oh, to come up, but it never did. And I think that would have got the biggest cheer of the day. Yeah, it would have been an ironic one. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Mark says, no Macker on the bench yesterday. Injured again or just not fully fit? Not fully fit. He'll probably play some part on Tuesday. He was never really going to be on the squad yesterday. He was only... I'm saying it was a straight swap, Craig, yeah. with... Uh, with Cargo. What's his name? Yeah, it was only on the bench Tuesday, Clive, because... Yeah. It was, it was a numbers thing on Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, Cargill's yeah. re-emerged and he has to take his place. Um, and I don't want Macker putting back in the play unless we've absolutely no choice. We've done We've done that too soon before and suffered the consequences. I don't think he'll stand another injury like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Tim says, no one mentioned Aikens was a concussion sub. I thought it was more to do with him sustaining an eye injury uh, and was able to see. I don't know. I thought if he would have come off, it would have been a, a concussion sub, but nobody's confirmed it. So uh, who knows? I don't always speak the well, truth. Well, I, I hope it hasn't been declared concussion then because that then doesn't uh, require him to have a mandatory... Uh, um, break. Um, uh, I think it's seven days, isn't it? seven full days or something from from the point of injury. So we'll see. I mean, there's a big strong lad, and, and I think he'll want to play if he can. Um, but we'll see what the medics have done over the weekend. Yeah, all. Co- so he went straight to AE, didn't he? Yeah, still waiting, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll next week as well. Uh, uh, 
Nathan in the comment says, Nigel said to, to the Warsaw bench concussion. I did see him uh, say something to the Warsaw bench, actually, so it, it could be that, but I can't lip read from where I am. I think there is, there's a protocol, isn't there, between management uh, managers. Yeah. If one of their players is being treated as a, uh, a concussion, they have to tell the opposing team because they then get allowed another sub. Yeah, and from a strategic yeah. point of view, that will make a difference to how they use their subs. So yeah. I don't know. We, we're only guessing, aren't we? Yeah, uh, it's also Tracy says the same thing in the comments as well. She says uh, concussion club. Nigel went to the Warsaw bench and told them. Um, so yeah, it probably will mean that he'll miss. Uh, I would arguably say, Jim, probably the next three games. Obviously, we've got a cup triple header coming up, which we'll talk more in depth about later on. And to be fair, if he was going to miss any games, and you were, if you had to pick where he would miss games, it would probably be the, the three coming up, with the exception probably of Port Vale. No, I totally agree. Out of all the games coming up, yesterday was the most important one for me. You know, cut runs are nice, but above all, we need to get promoted. So, you know, if we can get him back for the Salford game, then that's, you know, I'll take that. But, yeah. um, and Mr. Oates is back soon as well, isn't he? No, he doesn't do the same sort of thing that Lucas does, but players come out, players come in, don't they? It's, it's, it's always going to be the case. Yeah, it'd be nice to get those um, numbers back. I think we're looking at probably the Everton game as the, the final of the, the three yeah. cup games for, for that one. Um, Alan, just on the yeah. Aikens thing and obviously the impact that he makes make sort of aerially, this is not a negative comment from me whatsoever. But I, I do feel that sometimes with all the fluidity that our midfield offers in terms of getting on the ball and making it nice and pretty. Sometimes we do lack a little bit of aerial grit, and I certainly felt that yesterday against Warsaw at times. There was some, we couldn't quite deal with it. We couldn't quite pick up that second ball and, and get going again. You find that, especially when Aikens went off, because I know he does try his best, and I know he holds the ball up. He does the odd flick on, same as Gail does. But when he gets Swan up there... I've never, ever seen him win a header. Mm. That's not Swan's game, is it? So you've got to play... If you bring Swan on, you've got to have players who will hold that middle up, either Aikens, Gale, and I don't know, unless you put Flynn up front, I don't know else who could do it. Yeah, it's an interesting one because you, you don't really... We, we were sort of discussing the possibility of this yesterday, Clive, that when it was sort of one-all, when we look, we couldn't really get anything going up top. We did sort of say, do we do the whole break glass in clean case of emergency thing and throw Flint up there? But... Also, you've got to maintain the the clean the 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 goal and, and protect the goal at the same time, haven't you? Interesting if we if Callum's fit, whether they feel that Bowery could be returned to his natural hunting ground. What you mean? Yeah, is you know if 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 we without Aikens, would would Bowery present us with an option? I th- I do, do you know what Nigel Clough being Nigel Clough? He'd put Flint up front and Barry would play centre back. <laughs> well, he's got he's actually got a trio of centre backs, hasn't he? That's the thing as well. We are blessed in that area at the minute in terms of like options that can go in there. Um, and then you know, you've also got um, you've you've also potentially got the the likes of uh, Mikhail Abdullah coming in as well. It's um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. He will certainly play some part in the. Uh, the Everton game, I would imagine, as well. Um, lots of people saying no to your your Barry suggestion, Clive, in the comments. Um, you, <laughs> would, would you would you be Flint with Barry centre back, or would you throw would you throw Barry back into the wild? Well, uh, Barry's not the potent force he once was as a striker. But I, I think you know if you want someone just to play that false nine role and, and run and hold the ball up and look after it and lay it off and be aware of his teammates around him, I think Barry could easily do that. Well, Lucas is out, and then just put Johnson at right back. Yeah. Let's be clear, uh, Lucas. I love him to death, but he's not a potent striker in the way, way he plays for Mansfield no. Town, is he? He's a he's a target man, and he he does enormous amounts of work. He holds the ball up. He hopefully more often than not distributes it well once he's got it. He takes a lot of stick from the opposition, which means he's drawing their attention. Now, whether Bowery could do that as well, I'm not sure. He certainly, in his heyday, was a better striker than than he would be now. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think as a false nine, it'd be fine. Yeah, it could be like a temporary, I'm sure. Look, there's there's plenty of options in there as well. I think you know, Will Swanee's sort of chomping at the bit to try and uh, get a few more games, isn't he, Alan? And he looked uh, bright, yeah. brightish when he came on, but like we say, the only sort of thing of his game is you know he's lacking that physicality. I think that's probably the only thing we're going to lack in terms of uh, 
if Aikens is out. Gale will will do that sort of height thing, but he's got he's he lacks in the experience that Aiken Aikens has. James Gale is more susceptible to getting a yellow card when playing that aerial game rather than the, the pressing game, which suits him more, in my opinion. He is, but he can turn... I mean, he proved it twice and possibly three times yesterday where he can turn a man and he can actually rob a player of the ball. He just doesn't give up, does he, James Gale? His quality for that, you know, it's 110% each time, like Aikens is in a, sim a similar way. But I think I would I would put Gale in, you know, because uh, give the lad some confidence because he, when he comes on, it does change a game. Yeah, well, both Gale and Swan need a goal, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Open play as well. It's all right, you know, giving them a <laughs> It's not the, the, the same thing, is it, really? It's, it's, it's a very different kettle of fish. Uh, Mark in the comments, as Alan's laughing at says, let's get Andy White back. Uh, knowing Andy White as I do, um, he would 100% pick up his boots and play on yeah. a Sunday night uh, and give it, a, give it a good go as well. Uh, Ross in the comments says, Barry's been a bigger player this season in means of not being pushed about when he could play right wing. Uh, could he play right wing with Swan in the centre of him and him and Clark? Maybe. Um, I, I just think mm -hmm. I'll leave Jordan Barry where he is and let everybody else try and move him. Um, Theme Park Adventures uh, in the uh, in the comments. Jim says, "Who would you start front on Tuesday for me? Swanee and DKD should start. I'm going to slightly disagree and put a little bit of a caveat on it. DKD needs to drop back a place." And playing the uh, in in the ten role rather than playing further forward because since he's played further forward, he's not been as effective. He's been effective, but not as effective. If that makes sense, Jim. Not a criticism, just uh, my humble humble opinion. Well, I'm a massive fan of DKD, and he's not. I don't think he's missed a minute, has he? Since since he's come in January, but I think yesterday was awful. I think it was yesterday was the worst game I've seen him play for us, and I wonder if it's worth. I, uh, to me, there's two my, two criticisms of him are sometimes he tries to do too much and sometimes he dawdles a bit too long on it. He needs to be a bit, you know, I'd want less of him, not more. He just needs to be a bit sharper and keep it a bit more simple. And if, for me, if I was Clough, I'd be tempted to bring him out for, for a game or two. Just, you know, put it in his head that he's not, he's not got that shirt sewn up and perhaps just, you know, just go with Gale and Swan. Just, just to, you know, send a little message to Davis. But I think he might just need a bit of a rest, mental rest, if anything. Alan, but he, he was he was off it yesterday. Alan, you were nodding along when I said dropping back into the into the hole into the ten roll. I've always liked him there. I think that's his best position when he's creating more and not you know getting pushed to him. If he creates and passes it and then takes it on himself, I think he's a better player. And he proved that in the past with all the goals he scored. I don't think it's an uh, what's the word I'm after, you know, that he's not scored for a while. Mm. I don't think it's you know that's. Because he's been up there, in my opinion. No, I, I would see him as number 10 at the back of... I would have Gale and, uh, obviously, Aikens has gone. So, it'll be Gale and one other. I agree that he's better playing further back. Um, but don't forget, yesterday... He didn't have his best game. There's no argument. I'm, I'm with Jim on that. But don't forget, Warsaw pressed our midfield into a tight little slot where they yeah. couldn't perform the way that they'd like to perform. And I'm afraid that... DKD spent wasted opportunities that he had when he, he had too much, too many options to think about. And he's a bit like, uh, um, what was that flying winger we had that went to Blackpool? DJ. Yeah, DJ. DJ. He was all right until he had to DJ, make a decision. Yeah, he, he had to make a decision, and the, that that baffled him. And I think <laughs> the problem with um, DKD, you can give him too much time. I, I think he's a he's a much more instinctive player than than you give him credit for. And I think. He didn't have his best game. He wasn't given any space. And when he did get the ball to his feet, he didn't know whether to have a, to use a, uh, an Edwin Stowe say, he didn't know whether to have a shit shave or haircut. Oh dear. Uh, Mark says, DKD is one of the best players we've had in many a season. Can't disagree with that. Uh, Tim adds, DKD and Reed is the link up is the best pairing in League Two. Don't disagree with that as well. But when you put space between them by pushing him higher foot forward, that link up doesn't quite come off as much as it, it could. If you look, Look at his career. I think he, he, the the most fruitful he's been is when he has that free license. As Adam says, DKD free license any day. The free license for me is in that ten role. Uh, but yeah. you know, on the back of that, uh, Jim Dale says you can't drop Maris. Well, you can. No, he yeah. has so done. He has done. Fast. Hundred percent with Dale. You can't drop Maris. Oh, I like Maris. 
I, I mean, I like him, but you can drop him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you know, Alan, I'm with you, but it, you know it's not our decision, is it? But No, it's not. <laughs> well, I'm not mentioning Don the Tannoy. <laughs> He's not in team. I'll put He's one on. of your favourite players. I, I, you know, he'd be one of the yeah. first names on my team sheet every time. But, uh, you know, ultimately, the, the, the shape of our midfield is, to a certain extent, governed by what we expect the oppos opposition to bring. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time and energy in, in researching what the opposition are going to be and what what format they're going to work with and who, where their key strengths are. And sometimes you just have to make those unpleasant decisions, don't you, as a manager? That's very, very true. Uh, you can drop him. You can drop him further back in the pitch. You didn't let me finish, did you? You're all too eager. <laughs> you can drop him further back in the pitch. Um... <laughs> Uh, Mark, we'll let you off. Well, absolutely. So, absolutely. So you should. Uh, Mark, the comment, the <laughs> thing for Reed that is the rumour in January. We'll come to that in January. Uh, Lewis seemed to go missing yesterday when we were up against it, says Tim. Everyone has a bad game. Um, but, you know, and I do think that's a lot down to the way that um, Warsaw played um, as well, especially with uh, Little Sturt controlling that midfield as he did. Um, yeah, lots of positives from yesterday. And I think that. The overall one, Jim, is the fact that regardless of uh, how we played in certain parts, we did knock at the door. We did, you know, really grit and grind when we needed to. We had shots and we won the game and we didn't lose. The, the most important thing for me is, is keeping this momentum going and not losing games. Uh, if, you know, at yeah. one-all, one yeah. I'd, I'd have been frustrated that it was one-all and that would have only taken a point. But at 100%, no, but, I would have yeah. taken it, yeah. We, we, we should have scored four goals yesterday. But like I say, I mean, it, you know, before Clough, when, when Walsall equalised a few years ago, we'd have gone on to lose that game. Mm. I mean, we, we weren't at our most fluid best. We were sort of third gear at best. But like I say, to still win games, it's, it's the mark of a good side, isn't it? And um, yeah, The I difference could... here, though, Jim, is that the quality of our centre-backs now, we don't... You know, oh, yeah. those games we've lost in those situations when we didn't have the accomplished centre-backs that we've now got. Yeah, we've got... But just, just not, Go on, Jim. Not saying, like Aidan Flint, though, I, I know we have got an, an embarrassment to riches there now, but I, I think our season, he is key. If, if he gets injured with a long-term injury, I think our season suddenly looks a lot different, if I'm honest. I think he's key to a lot of it. You well, know, he's we, certainly our best defender. Yeah. yeah. But his, his intangibles as well, you know, his influence over the rest of the team. I think they must feed off that. Yeah, um, we were saying this at the beginning of the season about Alpha Kilgore, though, weren't we? He yeah. was going to be the man to build the team around, and, and it's such a shame that what happened to him happened to him. God knows what we're going to do when he's fit again, and we've got him and, and Flint and Cargill, and obviously Blunt won't be around in that situation. But we've we've got, as I said earlier, we've got a, a really good. Uh, choice of uh, central defenders now, and, and uh, in a way that for two seasons we've been struggling. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, just on that, just on that note, though, what's happened to John Joe at all? He's injured. just completely disappeared. Well, he's still injured. Yeah, even if he wasn't injured, I think he would have still completely disappeared. I still, I personally still think there's more to that than what meets the eye. But yeah. uh, he got, he did get injured in the uh, under twenty ones game with Notts County um, a few weeks back, and uh, hasn't, um, hasn't sort of featured or anything there but I think the official line is he's, he's injured for and it's worse than what they first anticipated so who knows who knows um, someone's saying in the comments about Flint only signing for the season um, the same person also says O'Toole going Halifax on loan if that's the case then good luck to him and um, because he needs game time he's not likely to to get in really other than under 21's game but also, I find it surprising Craig that Halifax can afford his wages well, maybe they're not. Maybe we're paying his Rangers and just getting him out for for football. We don't know the, the financial mm -hmm. behind it, but uh, it it it's an interesting. I know people sort of saying Flint only signed for this season. That's probably a, a bit of a suggestion, Alan, about panicking and, and putting him on a longer contract. We we've done that with uh, John Joe O'Toole, and you know, for what situation? I'm saying, sorry, Craig. Just leave it as it is. Leave him as he is. If he's quite happy for a season, let's get to the end of the season and see what transpires that. You know, what league we're in. Yeah. I'm sure Nigel will be able to have a word with him, you know, because with him being a local lad, that's one of the reasons why he picked us. You know, he's quite happy to come here. So 
well, just leave it in abeyance and leave it as it is. Yeah. Uh, Tim says JJ's form changed when he grew his hair back. Yes, and that also coincided with us playing with a back five, which did not suit him as a defender. Uh, anyway, that's I, I've ranted on that last season. If you want to hear my rants about that, listen to every podcast from last year. Uh, right, still lots more to come here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Keep your comments, questions, opinions coming in. We'll briefly chat Harrogate. We'll look ahead to uh, the Cup triple header as well. Uh, and we'll also talk about a fantastic offer uh, for your young ones to uh, walk out hand in hand with their heroes like Jordan Bowery on Tuesday night as the Stags play Port Vale. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're with the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Right, we've uh, discussed Warsaw in depth. Um, let's uh, cast our mind back to last Tuesday. Of course, we didn't do a podcast on Thursday night. I was having an S-Club party in Birmingham uh, and couldn't be available on any other evening. Uh, so let's cast our minds back to Tuesday, Clive. And it's all on you because you were the eyes in, in the stands for this one. And uh, Horrogate became Happygate. Yes, and it was such a pleasant experience because um, we we did, we've never have we taken we've had, I think we've taken one point off Harrogate, haven't we? In, in three, four seasons, is it? I don't know how many how long it is since yeah, seven back. games and six uh, losses, one draw, and we won comfortably four one. And in fact, it didn't do justice to the uh, comprehensive superiority we took on on the on the field on Tuesday night. Um, we were head and shoulders, and I mean that in its every sense, better than they were. And they worked hard, um, but we were a, we were a class act, and we could have had, probably should have had more goals. And the goal they scored was a bit of a fluke, you know. Uh, these things happen, um, and you know you can't do you can't ask the lads to do any more than they did on Tuesday night. And and the five hundred Stags fans that were there went home happy, and they had a very good burger. Well, there you go. As long as you had a good burger, that's all that matters. They're making some uh, develop some developments to the ground, aren't they? Well, yeah, the the away end is not in use at the moment. Um, they're building a bit of a stand, and it isn't very big. It's because it, it, the way that they've got very little land behind there. They're, they're building a stand. I'm assuming it's going to be for away supporters, up to the point where the tunnel is. Um, but what it did mean was that I had a standing ticket, and we were stood on the side and very nearly halfway line. So I had a really good good view of the game and considering it'd been raining all day the heavens uh were very very uh, pleasant to us on tuesday night it was lovely actually yeah um, but the stewards are still arseholes but that's that's where the way they operate there and, and alan's equivalent drove me mad again <laughs> bloody idiot and you can't all, you can't all be as genius as what alan wilson is that's all i'm gonna say yeah. uh, it was a you know another great game. We, we were all probably fearful that the bogey side would probably cut would, would unstick our record, but we just picked up where we left off. And in, in, in if, if anything, the postponement against Forest Green actually probably helped that Harrogate game. I think it did. Yeah, flying didn't they? And sort of were itching to get going again. They didn't know what had hit them. To be fair, and. Uh, uh, we can do that and we can do that against anybody um warsaw had a bit of a plan that worked we'll be interested to see what happens on tuesday night and, and next saturday because uh, every team's different <laughs> but we have to be as good as that if we're going to get out of this league yeah 
That's it. It's the it's the two S's now, isn't it? Salford and Sutton. Yes, we've got to get past those, which I think you know we we will. I think we we will. Um, I think we'll start to we'll start to get there as as time goes. If you think back to Salford and Sutton, we we lost those games deservedly because we played poorly. We're not playing poorly as a team at the moment. Yeah, we. No, I would agree with that, Clive. And also, when you look on the bench compared to last year, you look on the bench now, and you can pick any one of those seven to come on and you think, you know, you're not really going to miss a deal. No. Whereas last time, you know, you'd probably got a couple of three youngsters on, people that were bit players. And, you know, it's just not the same. It's a stronger squad, full stop. We conceded at Sutton and at Salford last year, simple goals. Well, I, I don't think we're in that situation now. Uh, we'll concede goals. It's, it's a natural thing in football, but we won't concede the type of goal we were doing last time round. I think that's the encouraging thing. I think both Clive and Alan have got good points there, Jim, in terms of like that squad strength as well, because you know we're now looking ahead to, you know, three back-to-back -back cup games, two of which are relatively important in terms of the the Carabao Cup and creating a bit of history and uh, and all of that. We've got a real chance to to really really progress into uh, the quarters of a major competition. Obviously, the FA Cup. Everybody wants a good FA Cup run um, as well. There's always squad rotation for said cup games, but. Squad rotation, Jim, this time around, doesn't weaken. No, there's no drop-off. But it's, it's taken a good few years to, to build that, I think. And let's let's be honest, there were 46 league games and, I don't know, 10 or so cup games, whatever it's going to be. You're going to, have, you're going to use all 19, 20 players. You're going to have to. You can't expect players to play every single game and be, you know, 100%. So... So yeah, it's just testament to, to patience over a few years building. I think if we if we don't get success this year, then if ever if everything still stays together, it would be definitely be next year. Even though I, I don't think I don't, I'm not sure Cuff would stay beyond the summer if he didn't get success. But but yeah, I think it, you've seen it before with other teams. Forest Green took four or five years to build to yeah. get to get the squad together. But, it, um, but yeah, a lot of faith here. Yeah. It's interesting, Alan, as well because you know. I always look at our, what pops up on our memories and three years ago we did our last managerial change special and Jim's talking there about growth and having, you know, it taking time to build a, a squad and build something successful. We said at the start of this campaign that this would be the hardest League Two to get out of for, for many a year. I still stand by that. And I think Nigel Clough has really raised the, the game with that. He's built a squad strong enough, even with the injuries that we, we've got, We've still got the long-term injuries with that. We've still got a squad that's capable and really, really going for it. And, you know, the, the whole unbeaten thing, it does put a target on our backs, but it also creates something to protect in the dressing room. It becomes a precious jewel. And like Michael says, people need to start worrying about us, not the other way around. We've got a strong, strong squad, Alan, to see us through uh, this season. And do you know what? I've, the longer it goes on, the, the, the better it's, it's going to be. Nigel Clough's closing in on a personal milestone as well, Alan. And, you know, I think it, it's all sort of sitting hand in hand, isn't it? Yeah, to be fair to Nigel, though, when he started, he did say it was going to be a three-year plan, you know, for wages, cutting the wage bill, getting different players, you know. And I think he realised after last year, from what you can see off the sidelines, is, uh, you know, when he had the big injuries, we didn't have the squad to cope with it. Well, now we've still got, obviously not as many, but we've still got important injuries, i.e. Hewitt, Kilgore, etc. You know, we've managed to cope with that. And I think Nigel's realised that, you know, he's, he's got a better, he's built a better squad. And like they said, you know, let people worry about us. And each cup game that we progress in, it's only more money, isn't it? Get some more coffers in the bank. Then come January, if we do need anybody else, the money will be there. Yeah, let's delve into that in just a second. Uh, Clive, I just want to touch upon this comment from Leon before we move ahead to uh, give you in uh, the, cup, uh, the cup games coming up. He says, the only thing that worries me is when we bring Boateng on, his <coughs> ability aren't the same level of other midfielders. Um, you know, everyone knows my thoughts on Boateng. I think he's a, a class player, um, can only use one foot. But I, I do agree with that. I, I think in terms of ability, when we brought him in probably last, you know, last season, he was the sort of the marquee midfielder, but I think we've outgrown him a little bit, and uh, he does he does struggle to get in that uh, that side. And like somebody said earlier, 
Ollie Clark's really hitting his yeah. minute. And, um, you know, I think Boateng's where he's in the pecking order for a reason, not to, to put a damper on his ability, but just shows what strength we've got now in that area, Clive. Yes, he's, he's a useful player to have in the squad. Um, he, he's got such a class that probably makes him a better, better than a League Two player. What he doesn't have is the work ethic, I think, picking up on Leon's point. Sometimes you've got to scrap, and he's not a scrapper. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've just seen that. <laughs> Leon reminds me of Neil McKenzie with the one foot. Get out! Get out! <laughs> welcome. Oh, oh my God. No, no, I'm not having anybody slating my and God and saviour, Mr. Can I, can I just bring us back on subject? I mean, the, 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 the thing I, I mean, you mentioned, Alan, that Club said it would be a three year plan. And I think this squad yeah. is three years in the making. And yeah. we're seeing the benefit of it. But the other thing is, I see him as a happy squad. We haven't got any yeah. prima donnas mm. or any one trick ponies in the squad at the moment. And we're not reliant on low knees. We've got the young lad from Leicester, but I mean, he is, you know, he's very respectful of what his, his position in the team is and the fact he's there to learn. Um, so I think what we've got is a team that seems to be working for each other. And uh, that's got to be good news. And, you know, we're not going to touch on the on the aforementioned person we don't talk about anymore. Because you don't need people like him in your squad, do you? Agreed. Agreed. Right, let's uh, talk about... Uh... The, the cup games coming up. Uh, Leon, by the way, consider this official uh, verbal reprimand. Another one. <laughs> You're laughing now. Yellow card for Leon and Libby. Verbal <laughs> one at this stage. One more, and it will be a buffball offence, I'm afraid. Uh, oh dear, sacrilege! Slagging off Neil McKenzie on this podcast. Uh, how are you there? Right, moving on. Uh, Jim. Um, Port Vale Tuesday night, obviously Carabao Cup, a uh, really, really, really big game. I know you you've got a lot of focus on, on the league, but for me, similar to the Peterborough game, this is a real opportunity for us to show that we can compete against a team at a higher level. They're on a poor run of form at the moment, um, having um, not won, they're without a win in in all competition in their last six. They've also only scored mm. one in their last six including the defeat on Saturday against uh, Daryl Clark and Adam Murray's uh, Cheltenham, of course, Daryl Clark, uh, sacked from Port Vale uh, earlier. They were booed off, apparently. Uh, Port Vale booed off. There's a lot of um, unrest with them at the moment in, in poor form. They've really dropped off. I think when the draw was made, they were in the top three of uh, League One. They're now 16th. Uh, Jim, this is a real good opportunity to, to knock another League One side out and uh, get a little bit of uh, revenge for Wembley. But more importantly progress and maintain that unbeaten record yeah absolutely we want to keep focusing on our own momentum if anything just keep our own game polished and it is a good chance to beat them if Cheltenham can go there and can beat them then yeah but um and what always sticks in my mind is Wembley <laughs> you you meant you said the W word Wembley but you know it always feels a bit a little bit personal with Port Vale I, I don't know if Clough would see it like that but um yeah I, I just want to beat them for that as much as anything Listen, we lost at Wembley, not uh, yeah, due to our own miss shortcomings. Nothing to do with Port oh, Vale. But it took it took some getting over, didn't it? And oh. it, it, I just associate them. It took me an hour. I know we were rubbish. <laughs> as long as that. But um, it, yeah, I, it's just that that sort of monkey on the back as much as anything for me. But um, but yeah, obviously the chance to get in the quarter final, isn't it? Uh, and I, I think we've got a really good chance under the lights at the mill. The way we're playing. You know, well, defence, and I'm sure we'll create chances against them. And I think there'll be an emphasis on taking chances after Saturday. I, I could, I think we've got a really good chance. It'll Just be a decent, de- decent crowd. It's not a sellout, but it'll be a decent crowd, I think. Yeah, well, um, I, 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 go on, Jim. Sorry, sorry, Kerry. I, I, I know you've moved the the topic on. I don't. I just want to touch quickly. Just what we talked about previously about the squad. If you look at, if, if bar any crippling injuries in January, I don't think we desperately need anybody. To be quite honest with you, I'd be quite happy with what we've got. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, but I agree with what what Alan's point made is we're all right with what we've got, but what we have done is we've learned the lessons from from last year, and I I think bringing somebody in for the sake of bringing somebody in actually is probably a wise move in 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 January, especially Alan, if we've got the money from the cup success which we've which we've got you know we've bagged decent prize money so far there's still more to be had in my opinion in all three 
competitions that we, we're still in and anything that can make us stronger and prove to be our advantage it's those little one percent that adam murray used to say isn't it if it's going to help us it helps us i would agree with that but uh harping back to well just reverting back to what clive said a couple of minutes ago every the squad seems to be happy at the moment i mean you get your callum johnson's not playing at the moment but whether he's upset or whether he isn't is coping with it because he knows Barry doing the job, and it's same as for the rest of the squad. Ollie Clark didn't get in straight away. He had to bide his time, but now he's got that chance. He's keeping his place, and I think it, it bodes well because everybody, even George Marius said the other day, that everybody, you know, it's the best squad he's been with, either camaraderie, players, quality, etc., etc. And I think providing, if if they do need somebody, fair enough, but providing it doesn't upset the apple cart. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think on the Port Vale thing, I know we've sort of touched upon the, the W word in, in Wembley and whatever. Clive, it said, you said it took you an hour to get over it after the, the, the full-time win. <laughs> I was over it before it even kicked off because I said that they beat us. This time around, we'll beat them because I think we're in a far better shape. We've learned a, a lot. It wasn't our time then. It is our time now. And just parking that, you know, it, into, it's staying unbeaten, maintaining the run, um, and also getting through. And like Stag's chat says in, in the comments, Clive, um, time to get a little bit of revenge, yes, but also to get a big name in the next round and, and essentially get our rewards. Because if we did get a biggish name, a championship big name, maybe, or a lower prem name, amazingly, I'd still back us. Yeah, sometimes common sense has to prevail. I think if we, if if as I expect we will get through this round, I'd like to see us get a, a marquee Premiership side away from home, preferably up to ground I've not been to before, like Arsenal or Spurs or something like that, because then it's a great event for the fans, um, and we'll get plenty of accommodation and be a, a, a pot of money for the club. Yeah. I will lose, but I mean that's that's what's expected of us, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the the thing with it as well, Alan, is to you know to if we get through this round and but go out in the next round, to turn around and say that Mansfield Town of League Two got you know with the lowest ranked team in the competition at, at that at that stage, yeah, have uh, got to a major cup because it is a major cup. The yeah, now, uh, second to the FA Cup, of course, to a major cups quarterfinals. That is one hell of achievement in itself isn't it I and mean, what confidence it will then breed for the remainder of the season in league two you can't buy that you cannot buy that. no and it's something we've deserved as well it's not that you know we haven't scraped through have we we've played really well and we've deserved i went mean, okay sometimes it's been on penalties but i mean at one time of day you could you, you couldn't put your mortgage on mansell winning a penalty shootout which, you know, you, you have a decent chance now. It's not 50-50 now. It's more 75-25 in Mansfield's favour, I think, because we've found the back of the net regularly in penalties. But, uh, yeah, it would be nice to get a, a team away, but I wouldn't want Arsenal because I don't think they'd be fair with the wage prices, you know, with it, you know, the price to get in the ground. Yeah. Not unless they have to abide by certain rules because they are quite scandalous with their prices. I'd say Newcastle, though. I'd rather have someone at home, to be fair. And, uh, and... yeah, I mean, the reality yeah, yeah. is, if we get a big club at home, we can still only we can still only sell ourselves seven thousand tickets. That's the problem, isn't it? Um, and I just think there's there's a reality here somewhere that we are going to go out um, before before the uh, the finals. Um, and let's <laughs> let's enjoy it. Let's take what we can from it, and then concentrate on the league. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, the Rumble Cup's lovely, but I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Clive, I'm going to give you a yellow card for pessimism. Because, uh, <laughs> that's absolutely because we're just going to go all the way and win it, aren't we? We're going to be in league, we're going to be in League One next year, playing in the Europa League. Can't wait. <laughs> we, we, if we got, if we got, we got Derby on Saturday, and then we're away to FC Toronto or somewhere. Somewhere. Well, like. we'll be playing young boys next year in the Europa League. Yeah, that's no, no, that that particular wormhole. Uh, right, keep your comments uh, coming in. Moving on from that as well, Jim, you know, after the Tuesday night game um, against Port Vale, which also I believe we'll get a bit of telly money for because it's uh, on TV overseas, uh, as is the Wrexham game. And by I say overseas, I mean in Wales because it's on uh, the, the Welsh Channel 4 or whatever, uh, which also means it's a 7.45 kickoff on Saturday uh, evening, Jim. 
Drew 0-0 with them at home in the league weeks ago. Obviously, they're third in the table at the moment, but we know we can beat them uh, as well. And uh, it'll be another good test. I think the next two games are really, really, really good test. They are. And I'll tell you, when Wrexham came here in the league, I thought we ripped them to ribbons in the first half. We just couldn't score. And, and they don't frighten me at all. I know they had their little their little spells, but I think other teams have come in, come here this season and given us bigger. I think Warsaw were better. Wimbledon were better. So I, I think, um, and also it's a little sort of psychological thing, isn't it? I know they're right up there with us in the league somehow. I think it's because they've, they've got a good goalkeeper and the two strikers they've got. I, I seem to think. But if we can beat them in the FA Cup, it's a little psychological thing over them as well. And I've also got this little my personal gripe is I, I just think. Welsh teams have got their own little league. Why don't they just go and play in that? You know, <laughs> they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be in the FA Cup. <laughs> Without getting political, the Welsh always seem to be, you know, have, take any chance to have a, a little jibe at the English. And I just think, well, go and play in the own league. You know. Ah, the views there of Jim Evans are not those of the... <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> You're welcome. No one doesn't want to show his face to people, does he, just in case the Welsh come. <laughs> All right, is that that boy, old Jim Evans? I'll have him. Uh, I just, there's no point lying, is there? I just I just think it's double standards, you know, when the... You know, but that's just, no, that's Jim, you some... made your point, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Spade, we don't, we'll give you a spade as well at Christmas to dig, dig yourself out of a hole. Uh, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Uh, Keely says in the comments, I think we'll do it on Tuesday. Uh, Port Vale not doing great. Just hope it doesn't go to penalties as much as we have done well. I can't bear to watch. Me neither. But with Christy Pym in goal, you know, who knows? And this year ago, I didn't think I'd be saying that. Right, let's move on to uh, the second best jingle in the world. Of course, the first one at the best jingle in the world is Alan. Oh, the uh, podcast predictions oh, jingle. No, no, the best jingle in the world is. What's the best jingle in the world? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I thought your podcast prediction was the best. Now, of course, the best jingle in the world is, if you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me. Oh. <laughs> so will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? It's the guessing game that brings you zero fame. But to be the best, you must outguess the rest. So will they win lose or draw and what will be the score in the league or cup you just make it up because they're just works of fiction it's podcast predictions will they win lose or draw Custard cream or a jab? No, we've moved on. Right, uh, pocket predictions time. Uh, of course, Port Vale uh, and Wrexham. Now, for cup games, just want to clarify this. Obviously, uh, the uh, Port Vale game can go to penalties because it's settled on uh, the night. However, in the podcast predictions league, we're looking for the result over the 90 minutes only. As it's too complicated to keep changing the uh, the form and, and for, for spreadsheets, which I don't do. Uh, so we're literally looking for the result over the 90 minutes. Uh, does that make sense, everyone? Good. Right. Absolutely, yeah. So there we go. Right. So it is time for podcast predictions. Uh, let's start with... Jim, we're going to come to you first as our guest. Give us your guesses for Port Vale, please. 2-1 uh, win. We do man of the match as well. Yeah, man of the match, yeah. Uh, Ollie Clark. Ollie Clark. And for for Wrexham, if you don't mind, whilst you're there. Three 0 win. George Morris. There we go. Right, so, Clive. I'm going to come to you first. Port Vale first, please. Two 0 win. Flint. Uh, Alan Port Vale. Three one win. Also Flint. Uh, I'm going to go for a five one win. Uh, oh. I'm gonna go, uh, <laughs> gonna go, quality uh, can't fault him gonna go like it plus one. Uh, for Wrexham I'm going to go much narrower game I'm going to go it'll be a 2-1 win uh, and the man of the match will be Christy Pym Allen I would also go with 2-1 and I think uh, I think DK, DKD might turn up that night just to clarify you mean 2-1 win yeah 2-1 win yeah sorry 5 over to you for Wrexham a very narrow 1-0 win, Christy Pym. There we go. If you want to play along with podcast predictions, you can do so via the link in the description. A reminder that you must do so no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday afternoon. Uh, well, not, 
Tuesday night as well, of course. Because um, there's two games. Uh, we will be back, hopefully, before the uh, the Wrexham game. But we did the predictions just in case uh, we don't manage to do a podcast in the week. Right. Um, obviously, two big games uh, in uh, in the cup competitions. Let's hope, Alan, that we can maintain our unbeaten runs because that would, of course, stretch it to uh, 21 if you talk if you're looking at this season. But 22, um, if you're looking at last, including last season as as well. We've got records to break, and to be honest, I don't see either of the two sides causing us too much uh, much trouble. Both home games. Let's get two wins. Let's progress in both cups and keep that unbeaten momentum going. That's it. Keep the run going. I can't see any, you know, impossibility why we can't do either. You know, we can beat. At Portville, they're not on a very good run. Wrexham are hyped, so so called high flying at the moment, but there was nothing to worry us when they came here last time. I'm sure there'll be a different kettle of fish next time round, but I can't see any problem, you know, by uh, not getting uh, two lots of wins. You know, the FA Cup is, you know, if it goes, if it's a draw at 90, yeah. does it go straight to penalties, do you know, or is it extra time? Replay, isn't it, in the FA Replay, Cup? Replay, I think. Oh, because re- oh, I know they, they stopped them at one time. Yeah, it was... Oh, it's a replay. COVID oh. when they stopped it, because um, obviously to cut down the travelling and everything. I might yeah. have been wrong on many things before, but I... Personally... They limit the number of replays now, don't they? At one time, you could replay forever, but uh, uh, I think you, on the second, on the replay, it goes to extra time and then penalties, I think. Oh, right. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe wrong. Fair play. Maybe wrong. Jim, uh, what are you wanting to see from the next two games before we say goodbye to you? Because I need to use my phone to get onto a bit of uh, information for the final bit and I can't do it without ending the call. So uh, uh, what, what are you hoping to see from the next two games? Just a good performance. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not massively bothered about going through. I know that's a bit controversial, but just good, good performance. Momentous performance. Awesome. Jim, as always, thanks for your contribution tonight. We'll speak to you again soon and hopefully uh, Santa Claus will get you a tablet which works. <laughs> no worries. Pleasure, mate. Cheers, guys. Bye, Bye, Jim. Cheers, Jim. Uh, Jim Evans there on the phone, ladies and gentlemen. Clive, just picking up on uh, Jim's point there as well. He said that he's not too bothered about progressing in uh, in those competitions. Um, what What's your thoughts and feelings uh, on on that one? Um, given our unbeaten run and, and the state of where it is at, at the minute, and considering the, the stature of the two sides we're playing, oh, I'm torn now. I mean, you know, I'm fairly flippant about the uh, smaller competitions but we've got to the point now where we can start getting close to success in them i think we uh, we just have to hope that we can play as well as we can if the result comes great if it doesn't let's not lose too much sleep over it most important thing is not to lose anybody to injury yeah absolutely alan thoughts that you'd echo there yeah definitely but uh, i would like to see us keep the run going because it just breeds confidence and you know while ever it goes on the further it goes on you know, long may, it, uh, long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, before we end tonight, I um, just want to end on a bit of uh, nice news. Obviously, Mansfield Town Community Trust doing really good things at the minute. Lots of players get out and about in the community. Uh, one thing they are doing for Tuesday night is they're doing a uh, lucky mascot raffle. So uh, to all Mansfield Town fans, uh, be our lucky mascot, reads the Community Trust post. Here's your golden opportunity to, to lead our team onto the pitch as a mascot for the upcoming epic fixture we're raffling off 10 exclusive mascot spots and the best part it's absolutely free for the lucky winners you've already got your game tickets and a Mansfield town shirt fantastic you're halfway there simply follow the link on their page or scan the qr code on their page to enter the raffle imagine the thrill of walking hand in hand with our players feeling the adrenaline and being part of the action the deadline for entries is monday the 30th of october at 4 30 p.m don't miss your chance to make your Mansfield Town dreams come true. Uh, and there's a link to enter. Um, I'm sure there's terms and conditions, but I can't see anything there about age, Clive. So if you want to uh, raffle... I'm up for it. Raffle, <laughs> who would you hold hands with? Who, who, would you, who would be the one that you were holding hands with walking out to the pitch? Oh, it's got to be Mr Flynn. Uh, Alan, obviously, you know, you know, we think your microphone would just about stretch down to that. To, to the corner flag um so yeah you could announce the team whilst walking microphone in one hand player in the other hand who you walk there's only one there's only one for me number 10 georgie maris oh there you go i should have known shouldn't i should have known uh, <laughs> as always for your input tonight we'll see you again later in the week that is all we've got time for this evening
Can the Stags continue their unbeaten run then with a cup treble coming up? First up, it's Port Vale in the Carabao, then Wrexham in the FA Cup, and then a cheeky game with Everton under-21s in the EFL trophy. Can they keep that comfort blanket wrapped around them? Can they maintain that unbeaten run and make progress in those competitions? Or will they come a cropper to some old foes? Make sure you follow us on all things social media to continue the conversation and find out when we're next going to be live. The link that you need for podcast predictions is also in the description. And if you've got a young one who you want to make their dreams come true and be a mascot, Make sure you check out Mansfield Town Community Trust on all things social media uh, to find out how to enter that fantastic competition. I might do it, and I'll hold hands with my hero, Neil McKenzie. What? He doesn't play anymore. Absolutely scandalous. We'll see you next week on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. We're proud to be part of the Talksports Fan Network, and we'll see you next time. I'm getting all excited. I can't even speak. Can I be a mascot, please? See you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.